0: welcome back everybody this is larry wilmore i'm black on the air very excited for today's show ms gabrielle union is my guest and uh, we had a great conversation a couple of days ago she's got a lot of stuff going on Uh, she calls herself an activist i thought that was a pretty cool term actress activist such an interesting life. She's come uh, really a long way. She's got a movie coming out called Breaking In, I think it's the title. So go check that out. She's fun to talk to. Hope you enjoy it. There's always so much going on. I just leave for a week. Well, I didn't leave for a week. We were on last week, but so much happens in one week. And I've been so busy this week, I just got the dog, of course, Buster, taking up a lot of my time. Um, he's here charming everybody. <laughs> I'm like, you should be at home picking up the poop with me. See how charming it is. But see, that's how puppies get you. Puppies are so charming, you don't mind it when you're picking up their poop. I think that's a metaphor for life, by the way. I'm not sure what it fits, but you can figure it out. Um, and I also am um, uh, doing a commencement address this week at Chapman University here in California. I'm looking forward to that. But, of course, that takes up a lot of my mine. And um, it's so ironic because <laughs> like any student there, you know, I'm waiting to the last minute to finish it. So I'll be up the next couple of days just finishing that and, and uh, figuring it out. I'm so horrible, you guys. I'm the worst procrastinator. I actually procrastinate my procrastination. Like I find procrastinating uh, strategies for my procrastination or I'll procrastinate before I get to my actual procrastination. Like for instance, my procrastination might be watching TV like before I have to do something. So I'll watch sports, I'll go through the news, I'm you know, you like I'm not watching a show. I'm not watching television programming, I'm watching the television, <laughs> the actual television set, right? It doesn't matter what time. That's the difference between watching television and watching television programming. I watch television. I just look at the television and I just flip the channels. It doesn't matter, you know. But that's my normal type of procrastination. Now, sometimes I'll procrastinate watching that so I can have a double layer of procrastination. So, you know, like I do... You know, I do sleight of hand, I do magic, I'll practice my cards or that kind of thing, or I'll pretend like I'm trying to clean up. Oh, if I get to the clean up, the house stage, I'm like in the third level of procrastination. I'm deep in my procrastination, which is probably good. So anytime I have something very important to do, sometimes it can take me to that third level of procrastination, which is the deep cleaning of things that haven't been uh, addressed. So I have that coming up and very excited about it. You know those things go on the internet, and you can't really compete with the best ones. You know, like I'm, I'm bound to say something inappropriate, and it's funny to me. It's like, aren't you guys asked me to speak at your college? You know, I called the president my nigger, right? You realize that, so. But I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But I think I will. I mean, come on, it's it's a graduation. I don't want to spoil it for people. I want it to be a nice day. Is what I'm saying. Like the royal wedding, which is this weekend or it was last week, and if you're listening to this later. Some people are not excited about it. Other people are excited. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I don't know what it is. Some of this pomp and circumstance, I think I don't mind the pomp with the circumstance. I really don't. And it's such an an interesting story, the Meghan Markle thing, although I do find it hilarious that uh, she's having all this family drama. It's the ultimate nightmare, if you think about it. Here's a person who... The last thing she probably thought she would be growing up, or once you get old enough to realize it's not going to happen, is to be an actual real-life princess, right? I mean, many people growing up, you, ha- I'm going to be a ballerina, I'm going to be an astronaut, you know, I'm going to be this, that, you know. But it's rare that it actually happens, let alone a princess or a prince, because you have to be born into that. It's rare that you would... Uh, Marry into that. But the fact that, I mean, that's a huge story, you guys. Meghan Markle, and she's a mixed race, white parent and black parent, that she gets to be a princess, it's so rare. I mean, it's the ultimate division by blood is the royal family. Like, we are better than you because of our bloodline. It is the ultimate, like, fuck you to everybody is the royal family in terms of snobbery and all that stuff, you know, which kind of makes me laugh. And I know 100 years ago, they could never imagine something like this happen. You talk about how far we've come. But then that she has to have drama with her family. Like, I think her stepsister, like, I don't know. They've fought all the time. Who knows? Like, she's been talking about her and the tabloids, And then her dad is like, <laughs> like, tabloids take pictures of him that were false. And then he says he's coming, he's not coming. And then he ends up having— a convenient heart attack. I mean, yeah, I feel sorry for the guy. Anybody that has a heart attack, but it seems pretty convenient you're having a heart attack. So now you can't come. Who knows? But I mean, it's it's an odd thing to say that you feel sorry for somebody who's about to be a princess. But I kind of feel sorry for Meghan Markle. This is like should be that fairy tale ending, I guess, in a sense. And it just seems like a mess. But I hope they have a nice life. They actually seem like pretty cool people. Um, I love that Trump is not invited. Um, I love. Here's the thing: Trump is not invited to so far. He's not invited to this wedding. He's not invited to McCain's funeral. <laughs> I love. I love that McCain is planning his funeral already, and is already like disinviting Trump. Guys, I love that. I, I mean, some of you know that I've always been a fan of John McCain, and I've just, I just always have. In the 2000 election, I just thought the stuff he was saying was awesome. Of course, I voted for Obama when he ran against him, but I always admired the guy. Hated it when Trump spoke against them, but it does my heart so good to plan your own funeral and to disinvite the president of the United States. That's pretty good stuff, you guys. That's pretty good. All right. So kudos to you, John McCain, and rightly so, especially with that bullshit um, with the aide in the White House saying, "Well, we don't have to worry about John McCain—he's dying." Making a joke like that. Now, I'm not against gallows humor. Making that kind of humor in private. But you know in that situation, you know the president laughed at that joke. That's a fact. That's something that people aren't reporting. You know he laughed at that. You know he said, oh, that's a good one. Now this better not leak. (laughs) You know he laughed at that. He hates John McCain. That's the part that's not being reported. You know, he, he should really apologize for that. So I think it's fantastic he's not being invited to that. So the other thing this week is I have to give the Internet some credit, you guys. The Internet continues to be undefeated. The Internet had a really good week this week, especially Twitter. Um, and it started with—I don't know if I talked about this last week. Well, all the wild black things that have been going on, like Starbucks in wild black, uh, Airbnb in wild black, uh, going to yell and napping in the common room wild black. <laughs> like all these things you can't do, apparently. And this brother was— uh, Barbecuing by himself while black, right? And this woman called the Cops on him, and it's all on video. It was fantastic. It was it was on the internet. The internet gets kudos just for showing this, right? But then the internet outdid itself by all the memes that everybody posted, and it was hilarious. And the the Hall of Fame ones, I reposted one of them on Instagram. It's not mine, it was somebody else's, but it was so funny. I had to I had to post it. <laughs> was, the, was the image of the woman at the I Have a Dream speech where she's calling, she's calling the cops on Martin Luther King and everybody there. That was hilarious. And then it was topped by a cartoon meme of her with the fat Albert kids and the Cosby kids, the irony of all ironies. Um, and, hey, 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 they just wanted to have a good time, right? And yet she's got to call the cops because brothers can't have a good time these days. Internet also, This Is America, Childish Gambino, man. I finally saw that video. That was fantastic. And, of course, the Internet took over instantly, you know, not just the comments on it, but they were, like, parodies of it already. Um, um, Call Me Maybe, I think somebody did a parody. That was actually pretty good. But then (laughs) some singer, and I don't know her name, forgive me, but she was a white singer, and she tried to do her version of it, and the Internet just could not take it. The Internet was like, no, 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 no. You can't have this. I don't know if you can ever have this, but you definitely can't have it right now. Uh, it was so funny. But uh, I got to give Childish Gambino a lot of credit. I'm not a big like video watcher you know, or connoisseur of that, so I don't have my markers of what's the best and that type of thing. I can't make those arguments. But I love it when I see something and it just stands on its own as a piece of art. It really was amazing. Like my mouth was open just watching it. It was really fantastic. The last thing uh, before we go is um, I'm very sad that our country is divided today. Our country is divided, you guys, and I'm not sure where I stand on this division. And I think you know what I'm talking about. It is Yanny versus Laurel. 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 Here's the deal. Okay. I listened to this, whatever it is, this devil recording that somebody made from the depths of hell to vex us all, and I heard Laurel, okay? That's all I could hear, and it was like, Laurel, Laurel. Like it was the devil himself, like Beelzebub was saying Laurel for whatever reason. I don't know if he lives in Laurel Canyon right now. I have no idea why he's saying Laurel. And then I thought, oh, that's weird. I hear Laurel. You know, I don't know who's hearing Yanny. Like, I I thought, are white people hearing Yanny? Because that would be amazing, by the way, if white people heard one thing and black people heard another. Could you imagine? The Internet. Now, the Internet would take that and really go crazy. That would be fantastic. Or men and women. That would be amazing, too. But I heard Laurel, and I thought it was over. And then uh, later on in the day, I was just, you know, just— going on Twitter just looking at stuff and I saw oh let me just see what this says about it and I, and I just listened to it again just to listen to it and just see how it's different and motherfucker all I could hear was Yanny that's all I could hear I couldn't hear Laurel anymore what seriously what is that tell me what you think please tweet me tell me what you think are you Yanny are you Laurel But and I want to know the people that I changed for because what the fuck is up with that I mean is that me or is it and am I right about that this is from the devil this is—the devil's distracting us so Trump can just do whatever the fuck he wants. And the world tried to go to hell in a handbasket this week, by the way. Middle East and North Korea. A lot of stuff happening over there. So this Gianni Laurel thing, I'm very concerned about. I want to hear from you guys what you think, and I'll update everybody next week. All right, that's all I got. Got to get back to the dog. Um, hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation I had with Gabrielle Union. Coming right up. Welcome back everybody. So happy to have a special guests at the ringer here. Ms. Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle, welcome to Black on the Air.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, with her new movie, is it called Breaking In? Is Breaking In, yes. Breaking In. Yes. Due May 11th. So your movie just premiered.
1: Just premiered.
0: Breaking In. Yes. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. You like everything. Well,
1: hopefully it'll be congratulations, no, you know.
0: It's all, as I, mean, I said, it, to- it all goes in the Gav Union pot <laughs> that I like to call. Because you're everything. I mean, you're a producer on this as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And how there's, it, a, there's
1: a number of... <laughs> I got to be accountable for a a thousand things.
0: I appreciate you stopping by, giving us a little time. So tell us about the movie a little bit before we get into all the other stuff.
1: So the movie is about Mm -hmm. uh, a woman whose father recently passes away and she goes up to pack up his house with her kids. Um, You know, to sort of have a little time to kind of sit with the house, sit with her memories, Mm -hmm. uh, give the kids a chance to sort of uh, explore this country home. They get there. It's super fortified. It's, It's high tech security. And it's like, what? the hell was grandpa doing mm-hmm. um kind
0: of like your actual home
1: exactly exactly <laughs> she steps outside after yeah. you know a long drive with the kids you know right. uh needing a cocktail and the second she steps outside bad guys enter the house take her kids hostage and she Uh-oh. spends the rest of the movie trying to break in oh. to save her kids oh nice yes
0: i didn't know so breaking in so this is like your uh i saw the trailer it looks amazing by yeah. the way it looks like that classic um Thriller, horror. Well, not horror, really, but that thriller-type crime movie mean, I guess it would be a horror for Is some people hor- if your
1: kids are, like, you know, kidnapped and held hostage. Yeah. I suppose it's horror in that sense. I guess for some people like, it
0: could be a break, too. Exactly. It's like, you know, you can have them for the day.
1: Yeah, just, just <laughs> return them just right. mildly injured, not completely.
0: Is it kind of an action movie as well? No, it's
1: action, thriller, and yeah. a bit of dark comedy,
0: dare oh. I say. Little a little get out and breaking in yes, that type of dark yes, comedy, yes. Because there are, now there are two types of dark comedies. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. There's a standard dark fare, which is like, uh, you know, gallows humor, and then there's the dark comedy made by <laughs> dark comedians. But I yes, guess. no, it is, it is.
1: Yeah, right. uh, maybe a little bit of
0: both. Oh, good. Maybe a little bit of both, depending oh, that's on how you look great.
1: at it. Yeah, like we we know we had jokes in there. I was like, so, I don't know how these are going to play, guys. I'm not sure.
0: Is it you is know. it like commentary type stuff, or or is it just Inside jokes, inside cultural jokes.
1: Oh, no, no, no. more commentary. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. About sort of what's happening in the moment where you would not anticipate there to be chuckles.
0: Can you give us an example? Um.
1: Uh, can like we, we'll say spoiler
0: are, alert. Maybe yeah. For and am I allowed to cuss? Oh, this is my podcast. Oh, okay, well, you cussed at my TV show. Oh, I sure did. I sure did.
1: <laughs> no, but it's like it's basically like the bad dudes are like, I didn't sign up for this shit. What the fuck? Right. Like we just like it was just a mom. This bitch is like fucking Rambo. Right. Um, so kind of that kind of humor, but at Got really it. dark. Times, yeah, at times where you're not anticipating, so you, you want to chuckle. It kind
0: of breaks the uh, tension, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. good. Yeah. That's good. How did you like doing um, all the physical stuff? Have you um, do you like doing that kind of stuff? Because I I feel you could li- you should absolutely be like a superhero or like an okay. action. Movie hero, like that type of thing. Well, I, I can I easily in see my, you. Doing. In, my,
1: in, my younger, in my younger days, you yeah. know, with uh, Cradle to the Grave, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, it was some of DMX's <laughs> best work. Uh, yes. I was a lap dancing jewel thief. Right. I'm not sure if you, you saw that one. Um, and then Bad Boys 2. And then I thought Bad
0: Boys 2, right? Um, right, this, right. Is,
1: this, is, um, this is my genre. Right.
0: And then the were, action is your genre. No, a
1: I went from it girl to shit girl. And then, you know, it's hmm. 23 years later. It's like, oh yeah, I guess she can run and, you know, do now stuff at the same re- time. Yeah, 45 is a perfect time to be an action
0: hero. Are you kidding me? It's perfect. It's the time when men action stars start their career.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And their love interest is, you know, 17.
0: Right, exactly, which is yeah. a whole different story. And uh, how did you like um, being behind the scenes as well? Was that your first time? No, you worked with Will Packer. He's one of the producers. Yeah, so this is actually right.
1: Will and I's third time working together. Did you guys uh, producing? Did together. you
0: did you did it? Uh, did the idea stem from your collaboration, or did it come from somewhere else and you joined it? That type of thing. What
1: well, uh, Jamie Sullivan brought the idea to Will, okay. and she was like, you know, um, who do you think would want to do this? Who do you think would be good for this? Right. And he was like. Gab had actually mentioned on Almost Christmas that she wanted to get back into action. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go to Gab first. And I right. was like, oh, but yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were like, we were, th- were thinking of filming this summer in Nova Scotia. Wow. And I was like, uh, fuck no. Um, <laughs> we rented a house in Malibu. Is there something we could do about it? And right. so we actually ended up getting uh, the Malibu Wine Safari location right. to double as a country home in Wisconsin.
0: Yes, uh,
1: there were some issues. I mean, this is not no exaggeration with the uh, the giraffe, the zebras, and the camels, um, mm-hmm. as they're not indigenous to Wisconsin. Got it. Uh, so some of the wide shots we had to, you know, re-edit because there was, you know, right animals from the savanna of Africa, mm-hmm. um, and then also really drunk people on the wine safari tours. Um, so there was that.
0: And um, you. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking wine safari. I'm thinking, yeah, everything you mentioned just is super your random, life. right?
1: Yes,
0: exactly. It's either completely unrelatable or super relatable. It's one of those two. You have that kind of, I think your life has been like that, right? I mean, here you are, yeah. no, girl from yeah. Nebraska, from the Midwest, you know, following your dreams, all those things. I mean, as my friend um, Amy would say, you had a turbulent narrative, as they say, you know, something that kind of helped your career, do you think? Or or not helped your career, but maybe helped your understanding and being the type of person you need to be in this business? Because I feel like you you need to have a steely resolve to go the distance in this business. My sports background
1: helped because I'm just not sensitive. I'm used to things being screamed at me from the sidelines, and I'm just applying it, you know, as the action is taking place on the court.
0: So I I never really
1: thought of it as... I never really it never occurred to me to be sensitive about it. It's just kind of
0: a suck it up mentality. Suck it up, sister. Keep it moving. You got the
1: information. Keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, apply it as, you know, the action is happening. Right. Um, But also the dual consciousness of being, you know, the black girl in Mm -hmm. predominantly white spaces my entire life. Right. uh, Definitely, you know, prepared me for Hollywood.
0: Yeah, was, and
1: all of my roles as the sassy, asexual, yes. Yoda-type best friend
0: right, right, right. to a
1: long-suffering white girl. um, It definitely prepared me for that.
0: Yeah, it's funny because we're in the age of the black narrative, I mm-hmm. think is one way to say, it. and black women especially right now. And and I abs- can absolutely relate to what you're talking about. I was the black guy in almost every situation, even in life, you know, growing up. And when we get to control the narrative, even having a— uh, You know, collaboration with Will, you know, has got to mean something. You know, it's
1: there's there's a we can have whole conversations without saying anything Mm -hmm. um, across you know across the room, right? And he knows exactly.
0: It's kind of a nod.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like,
0: nigga, you got (laughs) it. it,
1: it, it, That is the subtitle (laughs) to my stares. And we just get it done. Uh, And this is like our like I said, our our third time working together. We Mm -hmm. I brought him on to Being Mary Jane uh, seasons four and five. Uh, Was he a
0: writer on the show? or— Will Packer? Uh-huh. No. Oh, okay. No.
1: Uh, Will Will I brought him on to be an executive producer right. after Mar left. Okay. Mar Akil and right. uh, her husband um, had their deal at Warner Brothers. We right. needed a new, um, another executive producer and. Uh, mm-hmm. On season three, I had moved into the executive producer sl- right. one of the executive producer slots, and I needed another heavy hitter who could help deliver names. Right. Um, you know, to, to round out the cast, to make sure we had the best writers available.
0: So he was that non-writing producer yes. that was kind of had your back and helping keep that vision of that show the way that they- Yes. That you saw it, I guess. Yeah, right? on
1: the scale that I wanted to it's see. It's rare to have know? that,
0: by the way, intelligent. because most of the producers that love our writing producers, and it's either their vision or their making. Like, if they join a show, they're going to try to, you know, no. pull it over here or whatever. Because well, and... there were a
1: lot of people kind of from the outside, like, oh, if I had a chance to be a part of that show, we could, you know, let, let we could try to just make it bigger and, and, right. and reach, a, you know, a, a, an even bigger audience and— mm-hmm. um, and you know, will comes with the the Packer pedigree. So yeah. he definitely expanded our audience. and, and Mary
0: Jane was a know, breakout hit. I mean, yes. that got, that was like the highest rated cable premiere, I think, for that type of show at the time, or, yeah. and then yeah. you know we
1: took a you know the, the ratings dipped yeah. you know, and so by the time, you know we brought on will, we were ready to to try to relaunch right um,
0: rebrand as rebrand they say, relaunch, expand. Whatever. How many years did you do the show? Uh,
1: I think total, counting all the movies and everything, mm-hmm. uh, seven, six, seven years.
0: Right, time flies. Yeah, so. five
1: seasons, two uh, movies of the week. Yeah. Do you have which an opinion
0: about, right? like, working let's say at BET in that type of environment, or do you think it's changed like the, like, I, I don't know how to view BET right now. Let me put it that way. Cause it seemed to have a purpose when it first came out. I'm like, yeah, black television, man, fuck you motherfuckers. We got our own shit now. And I was like, wait, BET is still around. <laughs> it feels like and, that. Well, that's kind yeah. of what
1: part of the, part right. of the, the, the challenge is, yeah. um, you know, back in the beginning with, with Bob, um, Bob, uh, Bob Johnson right uh it w- it was a black owned it was black owned it was black yeah. owned right. um now it's it's owned by Viacom right. so it's a whole different the opposite thing. of black owned <laughs> there we go exactly <laughs> um so it's a whole different
0: the opposite vulcan. in every way <laughs> it's
1: very it's very much corporate it's not right. it's not the family reunion
0: absolutely it's it's a
1: it's a it's a corporate Dog eat dog, bottom line. Right. You know, it's it's not about the culture. It's not yeah. about the people. It's about it. You know, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a it's a different kind of challenge than what I you know what I was sort of yeah. thinking. It was going like to be. hard to keep
0: the the cultural the cultural vision or even intention that it had or could have had or whatever. You know, when it's just that because you have to say well what does line up with that network now? What is it about? You what,
1: what is, what is the, what's the identity of yeah, the network? And exactly. because we don't have a ton of programming on BET, right? Um, we don't even, we don't really even have the video shows. We don't have 106 in yeah. Park. We don't have, you know, Rap City. We don't have, you know, all of those, those types of shows that kind of define the network.
0: Mm-hmm. We're, it's sort of like a. It's kind of amorphous now. I'm not. Yeah. That's I mean, I'm and we're not just trying
1: to throw things against the wall right. and hope they stick. But like, being Mary Jane always sort of existed in its own it world, kind yeah. of floating in the BET universe, and we end up, you know, we we always did pretty well on you know on the network mm-hmm. for original uh, broadcasts, but when in, by the time we would get over to Netflix, mm-hmm. it would blow up all over again. Wow,
0: that's good. and
1: it it was that that phenomenon is very mm-hmm. interesting. So you know, I'd be on a plane and. There was this uh, like elderly <laughs> Indian gentleman from Mumbai um, uh, 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 and. Um did I say Bombay? I'm like, yeah, I just combined okay. two different cities. Yeah, I um, just figured
0: it's a whole Bombay. Different city, yeah. I
1: was like, Mumbai and Bombay. It's um, Mumbai and <laughs> M- Bombay. 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 Bombay.
0: Bombay. Bombay? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's Indian same. people, we just created a whole I just new created city. A whole new you're gonna have to get over. It. Um,
1: and he was like, Oh, I, you know, I, I I love your show, and I was like, <laughs> Okay, and I'm thinking he must mean a different show because I right. like, did, didn't, he didn't, didn't, uh, I didn't assume he was going to be a BM, being Mary Janer. Right. Um, and he was like, Yeah, you know, um, it, it it popped up on my Netflix, and I was like. Wait, Which show are you talking about? Because I have a couple that are on Netflix, mm-hmm. and he's like, Being Mary Jane. <laughs> and he was like, Are you gonna choose Justin? And I was like, Wow, I think right. a lot more people, for whatever reason,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the obvious reason, are much more comfortable watching Being Mary Jane on Netflix right. than in the comfort of see, their own home turning to BET. Yeah, see, and I don't know what, what the difference is. Yeah, Because you're watching it like that? a year later. Right. Like, we don't even get, like, Netflix doesn't even. Air our episodes until yeah. like almost a full year later.
0: It's, it's like the thing, of, well, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to watch it in the ghetto. It's
1: <laughs> like, well, you're at home. <laughs> it's like, it's so just a channel. It's just a channel. the ghetto.
0: What? Yeah. What's wrong <laughs> going to be our, you know? our,
1: our Netflix numbers are way bigger than our BET numbers? Wow. Which that's is, interesting.
0: Netflix is kind of a syndication. Uh, device in a way that regular television wasn't for some shows. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean usually yeah. you know like with iTunes it's the day after 24 hours right. or whatever. Right. Ours is literally a year there's there's no real reason for yeah. it to 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 be so successful right. because it's so after the fact kind of thing but it finds these massive audiences and it's like it just it's like it just happened
0: that's awesome yeah
1: Yeah. which is great for us it's just you know in the show and fans of the show you know just more people to talk about it with but it's definitely interesting what is it that stops people from tuning in Mm -hmm. when it airs originally
0: yeah
1: in the comfort of your own home when no one else knows what the hell you're watching yeah. What what stops
0: you? I think there's some kind of alarm that goes off. Or yeah, where well, you don't need Wi Approaching eat Wi-Fi. black channel. Yeah, approaching like... black channel.
1: <laughs> Danger! Danger!
0: <laughs> Danger! Negroes <laughs> afoot! <laughs>
1: I I can't I have no answer.
0: I think that's why like on DirecTV like C-SPAN is very close to it. It's not too far. Mm-hmm. Just in case white people make a mistake, they're not that far from C-SPAN. They can get to the oh, bu- oh, yes. I'm oh, safe. I'm I need safe. the book journal quickly, quickly bring it up. No. <laughs> Not bringing on nothing. No, no, that's called,
1: <laughs> that's where they make us accountable for cultural appropriation. Wait, no, yes. we've gone too far.
0: Well, I wish, I wish. <laughs> although Robin show, Robin Thede, yes, uh, her show. Uh, thank God they had a show like that. They've never quite had something like that. Although they've had tried some things. But congratulations. Nothing Robin like Ryan. Robin
1: Show. Yeah. I, I mean of Robin she, Robin. she crushed
0: yeah. it, didn't she? Uh,
1: murders it every yeah. every week. Um but yeah, they've never had anything like that no. in that in that sort of format with yeah. with her kind of humor.
0: Right, right, right. You know what yeah. I
1: mean? Um where she's appealing to the highest common denominator.
0: Yeah, she and she has zero, zero fucks again. No
1: fucks. Her right. basket of fucks is empty.
0: If she's in the negative fuck arena.
1: She's she's actually at a fuck deficit.
0: If you gave her like a hundred fucks, she's like, I'm still not at zero yet.
1: If her credit was based on the lack of fucks that she has, right. I don't think she could get a Montgomery Wards card.
0: I agree. Wait, Montgomery sure. ward That's the have hardest Montgomery card to have. Oh, yeah. It's
1: the hardest <laughs> card to get. You know that's the hardest card to get. That is
0: old school. They still have Montgomery Ward. I still have the card. Wow. Uh, I wonder I, if you could just use it anyway. That's just... where
1: I used to buy all my appliances.
0: Really? Yes. What, like a waffle iron? Or... No, like,
1: like you know, uh, washing machines. Right. Vacuum. From Montgomery, w- <laughs> yes, Montgomery Wards. Wards. Yes, Wow. In Woodland Hills, I would make a whole day out of it. we go to Red Lobster, right. go to
0: right. Montgomery Wards. Right. From Nebraska, you have to you know, Montgomery mm-hmm. Ward. Um So, you had a book come out last year, a uh, bestseller, uh, We're Gonna Need More Wine, mm-hmm. which... Uh, for me, I mean, the breathtaking thing about that was your revelation about your rape. I, w- I don't know if revelation is the right word, but the the manner in which you shared it, I thought was amazing. Well, I know you've had a lot of reaction to that. What was that like? What gave you the first feeling that you wanted to do that?
1: Well, I've, I've been talking. First of all, I was.
0: And you don't uh, mind me. No, I don't. OK. Uh, right. uh,
1: I was raped 25 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been talking about being raped for 20 years. Uh Bob, also Bob Johnson, uh, had this launch this magazine called Savoy Magazine, and it mm-hmm. was the first cover I ever was on. And in that article, they they you know the the, inter- the interview will ask you like, you know, mm-hmm. silly innocuous questions and and I realized I have a I have an opportunity to actually to say something that could save people's lives. Mm. Um I'm going to use this opportunity, especially the launch of a black magazine, mm-hmm. to talk about being a rape survivor and right. how I went from victim to survivor. And so when that came out, it was a revelation. Right. Whoa. But you're the girl from bring it on. You're yeah. the nothing, nothing bad is ever supposed to have happened to someone like you, whatever the hell. Yeah. That you
0: kind of have that both innocent, but indestructible quality at the same time. You've Which always had that. You did. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know. Fan from far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My little observation. But, mm.
1: You know, every so often, I started Uh lobbying state legislatures to increase Uh funding for rape crisis centers. You know, uh, went to you know um, lobby Congress. Uh You know, speaking to the Senate, I was on the national advisory committee for violence against you know um, women and children. Uh Um, But every time I would talk about it for the last twenty years, it was like the first time I talked about it Uh for the public. It's Uh like they would forget because. People like me aren't supposed to have gone through shit. Right. So it was like they erased it from their memory as quickly as I said it, it was gone. So mm-hmm. every time it was headlines, like I just started talking about it right. So by the time the book came out, I'd been talking about it for 20 years. I and you know, I I, to, I talked about it in depth. I was on the Oprah show twice talking about it. Yeah. Um, but it gave people, I think, a chance to see the words on the page. Um, and they could sit with it a little bit longer, mm-hmm. reread it. Um,
0: yeah, there's something about it being in print that gives it a different kind of power. I think, mm-hmm. right?
1: And 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 at that time, right mm-hmm. at the launch, the I should say the relaunch, the viral, um, you know, Me Too movement. Right. um It was just the the timing, mm-hmm. and it just gave people uh, permission yeah. for whatever reason to to want to heal, to want to get. Justice to want to share, mm-hmm. um, and so my book tour, all my stops became like these revivals, um, where people would just share.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in the book signing wow. line, it's literally like two seconds. I'm you know mm-hmm. signing. They it would wouldn't even allow sh- pictures. Share and maybe like My story, father, that? and it would be the most horrific utterances. Because literally, mm. it's it's just the time it takes for me to sign my name. People would share, or people wow. would stand up during the Q and A and talk about their abuse and break down. And the women and and men around them would just gather them up and and hold them and hug them. And it was in every city where, you know, you never know. You invite people to parties. Some people, sometimes people are RCP, sometimes they don't. So I never had any expectation about who may or may not show up. But every city there, there was, we sold out and there was overflow. Um, And it was so much of that was, um, me talking in a very openly open, honest raw way about mm-hmm. rape um, being you know post-traumatic stress syndrome mm-hmm. seeking therapy healing how it affects me to, to this day how how do I relate to the Me Too and Time's Up movement um, and and just letting people know that you're not on a fucking island like yeah. you're not alone rape is the most underreported crime in the world mm-hmm. there's literally millions of us um, and we 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 stay in the shadows because of guilt shame um being ostracized being ridiculed um i mean a thousand reasons why people don't disclose but on that tour it was like it was like therapy it was like
0: and at this point i don't, I don't know it I, was, it was i would also have to imagine i mean healing i know is a lifelong process yeah. but there has to be something therapeutic by hearing people's stories, as difficult as it, it's an odd thing, right? When, when, and you're just such an icon now, and, and I'm sure, especially if it's young women who have gone through this or might be in that situation or face. I think you were at, you were working at Payless, was that Payless Shoe Source? Yeah, my, yeah.
1: After my summer job.
0: Yeah, and who thinks something's gonna happen at their job? You know, in a um, in
1: a very affluent community.
0: Right, right, right. It's all the things that people always talk about. You know, you never thought it was gonna happen or whatever. But I think. Especially when young women hear you, but I should say women of all ages. I think you... because
1: we had so many, so many women that were senior, you know, seniors, mm-hmm. 70, 80, who disclosed, yeah. who've been holding it for. I was going to say, did it feel like this was the first time years. they had been able to say it? yes? And, mm-hmm. and certainly, I mean, in that setting, it felt safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In for what again? It's a it's a it's a book stop tour. So we're talking about all sorts of things, but in that setting, with those people, in that energy in the room, in mm-hmm. these huge cavernous rooms they felt safe enough to disclose mm-hmm. and in the, in a sense i mean yes it was healing but also very overwhelming because it felt like my every every stop and you know we're literally you know, they they got—we we couldn't even fly commercial because we mm-hmm. had so many stops. We were trying—they kept adding stops right. um, because of the reaction. Mm-hmm. And so we're not sleeping. We're not really eating. You know, you're kind of emotionally spent because you're giving, you know, literally everything, you know, mm-hmm. every every stop. And it felt like
0: if— And you're on a book tour, and your book covers a lot of things. That's so one many part things. of it. That's yeah. a piece
1: of it, but, like, mm-hmm. my—it felt like my well was full and mm-hmm. each disclosure was just kind of overflowing, mm. and where I'm, I'm drowning at certain points, and I'm having to Skype my therapist from that's
0: interesting. the you know, road. You I, know, I wonder if that's, uh, you know, I've never heard somebody put it like that, but I'm guessing that. Well, let, let, let me start this a different way. Like your book tour, in some ways, almost became the avatar for something different that you didn't even know it was going to be. Exactly. exactly. And so you were able to lead these meetings about something. Your book served the purpose for people to get together. But it was as if people needed to get together and needed you to be that person. So in a sense, you're almost the leader of a movement. I'm exaggerating now. But many times I think leaders, and who knows why they're chosen by divine providence, whatever you believe in, or their own visions or whatever— I wonder if they have that feeling, but they're still compelled to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, uh, I, I'm i full, but this is still more important. It's
1: still more important. Yeah. And it's like, it, it became way bigger than me very quickly.
0: Right. Like. Right. I'm bigger just, than your I'm book, just, I mean. Yeah. Bigger yeah, than you're the book, your bigger book than me. This is. Right.
1: It just became way, way bigger. And mm-hmm. even though there were many times where I'm like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I don't have it. Right. I don't ha- I don't ha- I can't hear one more tale of horrific abuse. Yeah. But I do. And right. I got to figure out ways of letting, you know, releasing the valve mm-hmm. and letting some some out. And so we just kind of set my therapist and I set up Skypes. By the time I get to the room, instead of sleeping, which I needed, I just <laughs> needed to, like, let let it out, cry right. uh, just to know that I'm not losing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm human. There's there's a point where, and like uh, there is a point of too much. Yeah. And I got to figure out how to deal with that, but while at the same time being, um, understanding this is a huge responsibility at this a very critical time in our in society. I can't drop the ball. Now is not the time wow. to have a moment. Yeah. So, bitch. Pull I ain't got together. time to listen to
0: y'all today, sorry no, wait, like, no, come no. back. Get I've waited sixty <laughs> years.
1: You know, I, I had to. You have to just figure it out, and yeah. then. I took off by the, by the time the book came out. And before we filmed the Being Mary Jane series finale movie, I just, I needed nothing. I just needed right. to sit my ass at home, have, you know, one, two, three times maybe therapy mm. sessions just to— recalibrate mm-hmm. um zero shame and and i talk about it all the time i'm like yo therapy is everything yeah. there is i mean i i recommend it to everyone yeah. and w- whether that your therapist is a priest or a pastor or a licensed you or know, an ther- actual, ther- therapist. actual therapist <laughs> um, not just you know your, your friend who sure. thinks they're yoda but like real help like, it's out there. And low cost, no cost, yeah. online help. You don't have to leave your leave your house if you're worried about who's going to see you walk into somebody's mm-hmm. office, which I think a lot of us in Hollywood, you know, especially communities of color in Hollywood, yeah. worry about being thought of as—and I'm using my finger quotes here—crazy. Um, and if they think I'm crazy, will that affect my opportunities?
0: Do you think that's what it is? Or
1: Well, in a lot of our—in a lot of brown communities, um, just in general, outside yeah. of Hollywood— Therapy is for white people.
0: Yeah, outside of Hollywood. Outside of But Hollywood. I feel like Hollywood, it's like at that point. No,
1: in black, with black communities and brown communities. Even and, in Hollywood, you think, right? No, in, yeah, especially in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, when I talk about therapy, you see, you I, you can feel the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I talk about I needed therapy to deal with rape.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That feels reasonable. All right. We'll give if, you that.
1: If I say I need to talk to a therapist about you know, anxiety. I just want to sort some things out. Stop. Be careful what you wish for. You got it. Bitch, deal with it. Mm -hmm. That's not anxiety. That's you, you living your best life. And it's like, I I also have post-traumatic stress syndrome
0: and (laughs) I suffer with
1: anxiety and, you know, like, you know, whatever. But nobody, nobody, um, especially, you know, your rank and file actors, Mm -hmm. you know, when big, big celebrities talk about it, it creates more space in the therapy pool for actors who feel like one thing that Hollywood will look at to 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 X them out, to yeah. take away their opportunity but if, to, to if make it.
0: Any group that would need therapy. <laughs> I mean arguably it's people that that are acting for a living, you know.
1: People that are acting for a living yes. and then try to go to Starbucks and use Wi-Fi or yeah. golf or, you know, get an right. Airbnb. Or, you know, just... Well, just being black
0: in America just, requires therapy. It yeah. requires
1: therapy. And it's right. okay to say, like, fuck, right. this shit is hard.
0: I think the, it's the and white people to, that uh, should be in the therapy, though, not the black people. We should be the therapist. We should have, <laughs> like, that should be reparations where white people have to go to black therapy where we're the therapists. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we just sit there, but we talk to them. <laughs> Come on, Gab, let's start there. Let's start and that. it's
1: called Cut the Shit.
0: Right. It's um, like, no, nigga, you're going to listen. That's what we'll call it. Today. You know? Today. today, this is us. Yeah, today, yeah, that's crazy. What is it with these uh, wild black uh, um, things that are happening? Like, why now is this going on? Do you have a take them? Like, I mean, there I was think, there was I a there was a, woman, there was, I mean, a girl who happened. was in her dorm where they called sleeping. the cops. Yeah,
1: sleeping. She was just taking a nap. Yeah, and but <laughs> now it comes out that she wasn't the first uh, student of color that the, that old girl called the cops on. Yeah, or you know, campus security. I love on. that
0: nobody gets mad at her for for false. Uh, you know, well, yeah, I was
1: like, more people need to right, be for
0: false reporting or that yeah, type of yeah. Yeah,
1: what what is that? What is what's the yeah, actual term? Yeah, there's a term for that.
0: I can't um, remember it. Yeah. I don't remember
1: what is it. Um, yeah, but yeah, but that those, should be. But no one's ever mad at the white people
0: there. for falsely calling the. Cops. Well, it was within right. their
1: right, you guys. Right. Like I was, I feared for my life. Yeah. By those slow golfers, right? A trio of senior citizen black women golfers golfing
0: so slow. I was yeah, that terrified was crazy. of that. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, they were I mean, hitting that's... this white ball.
1: And then um, chasing it, <laughs> and then they hit it again. Yeah, even though they're called on by the like owner of the golf course. Like, no, that was crazy. F- I, I, I,
0: I called like, it. A lot of people don't realize there's a Negro alarm clock that exists. Mm. It's the um it it <laughs> measures the amount of time that elapses when black people get comfortable <laughs> to when white people become alarmed. Yes, you know. And there's a a certain amount of time, like at a country club, it's immediately. So I'm shocked they got to the, what were they, at the sixth or seventh hole?
1: Yeah, I mean, they actually made it
0: pretty far. Yeah, but I'm shocked they got that far because the country club, Negro Alarm Clock goes off instantly. And they
1: were members. So it wasn't like they were visiting.
0: Still Negro Alarm Clock at a country club. Doesn't matter. Starbucks, (sighs) Negro Alarm Clock, you know, you got a good hour and a half. Once again, shocked somebody didn't set it correctly. Popeye's never goes off. Never goes off. You can sit in a Popeye's forever.
1: I had to set the boys' (laughs) Negro alarm clock, and I have to keep resetting it. Yeah. Because they keep forgetting.
0: The more niggas get comfortable. Like, Obama was the ultimate expression of niggas getting too comfortable in this country. Hence Trump. I have people hitting the snooze alarm on the Negro alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> they unplugged us. Yes. That's not even, see. Like, that's like they that just, tri- we don't even need a clock. What's time? Time is, time is, what is time? You
0: motherfuckers <laughs> are getting too comfortable. We bring somebody <laughs> in that makes us feel better. Whew. Thank you, Trump. That's my theory. It's, it's,
1: yeah. And they're out there and they're our neighbors and they're our coworkers and they call the cops on us when we golf too slow. And they've always been here and we just, some of them voted Do you think for people are Obama coming twice, out of the they say.
0: woodworks because of Trump? Because
1: I feel they, I think they feel it emboldened is a, by yeah. Trump that they, there will be zero consequences. Right. I mean, remember when racism used to have like some societal, like mild mm-hmm. societal backlash, like he's a mm-hmm. racist, but like yeah. I don't right. I'm not that way. Right. Now it's not even there's no shame. Like there yeah. no one shames you publicly for well, your open ra- like racism.
0: I will argue that it started with no shame, yeah, that was <laughs> it went much through me. a long period of that. And then it had a short window of a little shame, and now it's it's. You know, it's going now. Now it's back. It's going back to how it was always the best. You know, with no shame. You know, zero. <laughs> well, and it's you know because yeah. it's we're, like we're it's they like classic you Coke. You know, you don't <laughs> exactly. want to have variations on it. They're just not as good. You know, this is Coke classic Zero Coke is the...
1: basically the, with a yeah. fucked up aftertaste.
0: Exactly. Although yeah. I do like Coke Zero. I am. So. I hate. I don't like. Really? Do you like diet Coke? No. Are I don't like Pepsi? anything with
1: a tep like with the aftertaste. I don't like diet anything. Does not diet Snapple. Pepsi?
0: Regular Coke? Any, any like regular any soda. Drink?
1: Any regular soda. That has be. an aftertaste? No, di- all diet sodas have aftertaste. No, I mean,
0: not the diet, the sugar ones.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I don't drink it. a ton of right. soft drinks. I have to be generally hungover. Right. And then it's nothing but Coke, right. Pepsi, Squirt. Squirt is right. a personal favorite yeah. that a lot of people, I guess, haven't heard of Squirt.
0: Squirt sounds very me too. I'm not going to touch that what? right now. Oh, yeah. God. I was like,
1: oh, oh, oh. Well, there's that.
0: <laughs> that was a horrible joke. <laughs> I always try to make things as inappropriate as possible. And I was like,
1: "Wait, what? Oh shit! Damn it! I walked right into it."
0: Well, you can't. You can't set up a comedian. <laughs> with,
1: I, it was like such. A, it was a ball. It wasn't even yeah, a softball. Exactly. It was a freaking t ball. Exactly. I walked right into it.
0: I apologize for that. <laughs> um, I oh, you know, one thing that you brought up once, which I thought was great. You know, which you you put out some zingers too. I follow you. I've followed you on Twitter for a while too. Some of the stuff you say really gets me. But uh, I remember when uh, J Law Jennifer Lawrence was talking about, and, you know, it was a good comment about pay equity, you know, between male writers and, I mean, male actors and female actors or white male <laughs> actors and female. White
1: female actors. Yes, and you <laughs> kind
0: of pointed that out. Like, no no shade to Jayla. Thank you for bringing that up. But you'd love to be in that position to be able to make that type of request. Yes. You know? yeah.
1: Right. yeah we, that, I mean, what is, what is, what's it like over there? Right. Is the water warm? Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Hello. Me and the Latina and the Asian and the Natives yeah. uh, women, we would like to know what it's like to make 70, whatever, 73 right. cents on the dollar. Because uh, we're like, 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. cents behind uh, you. Can you pass the microphone back? Is this thing <laughs> yes. on? Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Did we lose power?
0: Um, That's the pay equity that if you talk about, people think you're complaining. You know, why'd you complaining about it? You know, well, you and it's a, a tricky
1: thing to talk about yeah. pay in, right. when you're talking millions of dollars. Yes. Um, except most of us brown actors are mm-hmm. not in the seven figure Range, right. there's like a couple,
0: but it us. affects every step too. Yeah, because we're still like you yeah. know pennies
1: on the dollar. So whether you're making but, millions of dollars or you know you're making SAG minimum, right. it's still a, a difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that is felt in our homes. Yeah, uh, that needs to be addressed, and it you know we we. We often talk about the suffrage movement mm-hmm. and, you know, they're like, Susan B. Anthony. I'm like, I don't, I know no black woman who references <laughs> Susan B. Anthony. Well, let's see, and I'm not- like, and if you actually know about Susan B. Anthony, you might not trot her ass out, you know, every, every election year. Um, yeah because she kind of really was adamant about like black people not voting. Yeah. So it's kind of like we need the vote. No, 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 not you black lady. No, right. Latinas, no, it no but we're, when I mean women, I mean white white women. Right. And that's where we always have to keep reminding um, every movement that there has to be intersectionality; mm-hmm. otherwise, it's it's a move, uh, it's a moment that's just happening in your mind, as opposed to like a, a real movement that's actually inclusive and effective.
0: Yeah, the Me Too movement has had an odd inner different types of intersectionality: some positive, some negative. Some people, the way they comment on it, like R. Kelly is being called out right now. I think you've you've called him out too, and yeah. s- some well, it's, people. But there's the
1: there's the mute R. Kelly, right? And then um, inspired by. The Time's Up movement and activists, mm-hmm. grassroots activists who've been doing the mute R. Kelly work, except before there were hashtags and social media right. uh, for decades, right. uh, along with, you know, journalists in Chicago um, and then journalists everywhere um, mm-hmm. all working together. And, you know, just as a, as the women of color in Time's Up, we just amplified the work um, to try to put even more pressure on mm-hmm. um, to hold people accountable who Choose to do business.
0: It seems like there's still resistance to some people, though. Um, I mean, look how much resistance there was to the whole Cosby thing. I, did we? I don't know if we talked about that on the nightly show. I don't think we it. did. I don't, no, I, I don't think we think talked we about something else. Yeah. But so um, many
1: perpetrators, yeah. <laughs> so little
0: time. But the Cosby thing was mind blowing because it happened over so many years, and the and the way in which that happened. Yeah, uh, that's why that one hit me so hard because it really was the classic example of people being silenced by societal collusion. You yes. know, it didn't even take Which like a, so a, a strong man with some money telling somebody, "Here's here's hundred thirty thousand dollars, shut up." No, oh, yeah, know? yeah. It was just society that so said, "Sorry, we're just not interested.
1: We don't want no parts of this. No, we don't want any parts of this." And yes. Yeah, and cut to. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of women come forward and everything that has happened to those survivors Mm -hmm. is the reason people don't disclose and people don't seek help or don't get healing precisely for what happened to those women. Ah. And uh, it's so frustrating when you've been, you know, we've all, for those of us who've been doing this work for decades, Mm -hmm. um, We just know how far back it sets us Mm -hmm. collectively who are doing the work to end sexual violence. Mm -hmm. Um, And which is why I tweeted the other day I'm like, I've never gotten a job due to rape fame. <laughs> right. Like, stop right. it. Like, stop it. Right. Like, rape fame, fame. rape fame. Like, no one's coming out right. with allegations to bring down a black man, you right. know, a powerful black man for rape fame. There's no, right. you know, like you can't gonna, sell flat tummy tea right. off of right. rape fame. Like, or Like, this Like, you're going to be inside
0: ever. the actor's studio say, okay, that's most of your career, but let's talk about your rape you're fame. Your rape fame. You know, it really propels you to a new height. It's like, get yes. the fuck out of here. Right. But like,
1: this idea that there's all these women... Like yeah. waiting to, to claim rape fame mm-hmm. or or for a cash grab. Mm-hmm. And I had to remind people, I'm like, I sued payless, mm-hmm. you know, for gross negligence because they knew they identified my rapist after the first door he hit. Right. Um, and just didn't tell anyone. And we I we ended up doing getting a settlement. But no one ever claimed that i I I I was out for a cash grab. Yeah. They were like, "Bitch, you better get your money. Make the make those corporations <laughs> accountable." Right. And the only way you can make corporations accountable is hit them in the pocket, um, and affect their bottom line. But I was never accused of that. People used words like brave and courageous. But my rapist wasn't famous. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raped in an affluent community. I I had a helpful police department. Great. I had a, an amazing rape crisis center. Um, and I always just ask, that, like, "Can y- if you can afford me that?" empathy and sympathy you can afford that to other um rape victims and survivors who I feel are like when, disclosing
0: when people make that rape fame claim or whatever it seems like a complete misunderstanding of what rape actually is
1: yeah what the fuck do you You think rape is and what do you think the upside is it it
0: implies that rape is somehow some casual thing that is attached to the the wanting of fame you know
1: well people like 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 i'm gonna get reality
0: show fame yeah exactly no i'm gonna get rape fame Forget that rape
1: is about power yeah it's not about sex you know um so people kind of Lump rape in with a bad sexual encounter mm-hmm. that you would have, you know, you know, discuss over cocktails with your friends. That mm. um, oh, was kind of unfortunate. I wish I didn't tack that one to my list, but right. yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll live to find another day. No, rape is 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 control and power, and mm-hmm. it, it's just expressed in a sexual way it's still sexual violence right. um there is no upside Mm-mm. to rape i i don't know i've never met a rape survivor who who said you know i'd thank god for this rape fame if i had mm-hmm. it to do all over again thank god i got the rape fame out of it right. like, nobody wants to be raped. like nobody yeah. wants to experience sexual violence so it's bizarre to me mm-hmm. and the more the, that i always clock who is Really quick to um, make those kind of statements, right. and more like more recently, it's people that I've known and loved and worked with. Really, you know, for you know, decades, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, got it, noted, really? noted, yeah.
0: Like just making that about just people in the media, not making it about you.
1: No, I mean everyone, you know, mm-hmm.
0: like, from and that's how they see the up. me too movement. They see the me
1: too movement as as a witch hunt, as mm-hmm. um uh, a a cash grab, as uh trying to get famous off of bringing people down. Mm-hmm. Um not about holding people accountable or getting healing or or justice or you know, making the workplace safer for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um or or just acknowledging that that rape is an epidemic, a worldwide epi- epidemic that robs people um of so much and is soul crushing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've and it's always the the ones who say it. You're like, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do recall a, a very problematic rumor about you. So it's I'm not actually surprised that you're that you know you're taking this stance. Or is there something I need to look deeper into um, into your past or mm-hmm. your how you move through the world because you're taking this really sort of bizarre. I mean, it's bizarre to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Who makes excuses for rapists? That's weird.
0: Yeah. And because, well, the Me Too movement is more than just rape, though. Some of it is just, I mean, from the spectrum of what you might call inappropriate work behavior.
1: Yeah. well, Well, yeah, sexual harassment. Right. Um, well, and you know, it's, I think a lot of people have different definitions like, of what inappropriate is. Yeah, I was going to say there, well. there's
0: a lot of fuzziness in some of the areas with some of the people who have been on that wall with the real horrible people who are on. Well, I mean, own.
1: depending on if you're on the receiving end right. it it would feel horrible to you what right. might someone else might say would be fuzzy or like not that not that bad
0: right
1: if it's happening to you and well, how like you the, receive it is the, like fuck this sucks and i hate my right. job and you're making my work life unbearable yeah. because every time i go to make copies you you know cup my ass right and you know, it, am I going to die? No, but should I have to fucking deal with this shit at work? Fuck you. No, I shouldn't. Right, exactly. And somehow, women man- manage to make it through their work days I without know. like grazing it's dudes' terrible. dicks. Like it's just yeah. not a thing. Like right. I'm not like calling people into my office to like right. you know have like run ideas guys, by someone. I'm like, guys oh, are, hey, are, 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 let's check really out is. my labia menorah and majora. I uh, know. Oh, is, oh, that's weird. You guys are uncomfortable. Right. Can't think. Oh wait, you're are you uncomfortable? I may kind of fuck with your career no, because you don't like to sit here in my office see, but that's as my vagina's out.
0: It's that's like, what's what fucked the up. A, fuck? No, but Gap, see I have to stop you there cuz that's what's also fucked up about the world. Guys wouldn't care. If you said that a guy would go, "Alright, go for it." Let's thank you. Thank you very much. That's how the world is fucked up.
1: I think there are They're like, "Wait, you're going to do <laughs> guys I mean, there's a who point. might be like <laughs> there, Some people I'm don't just want... trying to do my <laughs> job, lady. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> Listen, all right. vaginas are not created equal. Yeah. I mean, you know, what well, some, well, some might say this is a treat, some might say this is a trick. Like, this is, you know. Like, Whoa, a, just a the treat idea, or a trick? A trick or a trick. But it's, like, <laughs> it's also like, you want to be able to go to work and not have to fucking think about this shit. Like,
0: I agree. Most work people place. don't.
1: You don't like your job to begin with. Like, just a regular job. I, I don't want to listen to your stupid I don't make donuts stories and about that. your fucking right. kids. I don't want to. I, mean, I hate this cubicle. Right. I hate this job. And I definitely don't want to have to be, like, dealing with this extra shit at a job I don't fucking really like to begin with. I know you know in a nutshell
0: or if you like the job or if you more. like the job yeah.
1: you know like shit
0: uh, <laughs> speaking of a job mm-hmm. um, I just recently finally saw uh, Birth of a Nation ah and I really liked it a lot and I remember at the time I was just too busy when it first came out and uh, there was so much controversy about it and and I remember there was like a black controversy it seemed like and then an overall controversy yeah. it seemed like the black one was kind of a different one and I couldn't quite figure it out I was trying to watch what was going on and there was even some historical controversy about your role in it too, and yeah. whether that was accurate or whatever. And to me, I'm like, whatever movies well, do that. Well, my role on.
1: and and um, Asia's role uh, in terms of sexual violence, right. specifically at those plantations during yes. that specific time, and,
0: and being the uh, catalyst for for the for um, for Nat Tur- for Turner the, to yeah, do what he And in my mind, I'm like, um, excuse me, that's like you think. You think this person isn't aware of that, even if that didn't actually happen in front of his eyes or whatever. People don't have a sense of what those times really were when I no. hear that type of criticism. well when it's
1: that that's up there with slavery was a choice, yeah, and you know exactly. that that mindset. Um, but I wanted to yeah, applaud you yeah. for
0: that. I thought it was a really good movie. I mean, I'm not in the controversy right now yeah. of the times, you know, and that isn't in, like, the noise isn't in my head. I'm yeah. watching.
1: You just, so you were able to just watch it and I watched take it as, away as a whatever, film? What you will.
0: Which I think was the way it was when it was at Sundance. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of sandwiched in that, you know, and I know with the filmmakers there was some controversy, which, you know, is what it is. People can look that up. But, um, how, where do you put that film now? Because it—like, let me put it this way. How's How do you deal with something that has that type of controversy, but I feel it's a good piece of art?
1: I think everyone is going to look at art in their own way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's, there's a few, you know, a few camps. And there's the camp of can I separate the artist from the art? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. And I can enjoy, you know, whatever art. Even and it depends if the, on the transgression, the artist, I think, too, Yeah, of right? the, uh, you know— uh, Yeah. And then there's Mm -hmm. the camp that's, I cannot, right. I'm sorry that there's, that there's, you know, a hundred other people that were associated with this project. Mm -hmm. You know, the main, you know, writer, director, actor, you know, is some people found problematic. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have to toss the whole thing out and Mm -hmm. I can't, I just cannot separate it. I can't, and I can't, I won't watch it. Okay. Any way you look at it, Mm -hmm. I respect it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's, the Nat Turner story yeah. is such an important really piece is. of, mm-hmm. of our history and should, and it's, 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 it's not taught in most schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a lot of people it was their first, um, if it was just the first time they'd even heard about Nat Turner, or that slaves the, actually rebelled the, re, re, Yes, because rebelled. there
0: are a lot more stories besides so that, many, Nat Turner that so haven't been many, told. Yeah. So many.
1: And, <clears> um, so yeah, so I, I think more people are kind of finding it mm-hmm. now. Um, online and coming up with their own ideas about their own takeaways from it. But I respect, you know, whatever route you, you know, people take, mm -hmm. um, for me, it was an important film to be a part of. Right. Um, and I'm pr- I'm proud of the work that was done. There's so yeah. many women that were a part of that movie that are activists. Some
0: really good work. And
1: uh, did did amazing work. I'll tell you, and, yeah. Um,
0: there's some good acting you know, in that film. It yeah. was
1: it was hard, for, I think, for right. a lot of us uh, who are activists, yeah, um, who who you know were a part of that film to That's feel like term, we were activists. Actrivist. Activists. Mm-hmm. We were sort of thrown away. Yeah. As as well. And and the mm. representation of so the, the mass that. Yeah. rape that took place that our ancestors endured, yeah. um was sort of tossed out as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we can just only hope that there are so many more um stories that that cover our history that that tell it accurately right. um that people can 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 go to and learn to go to and books and articles and and web you know podcasts and web web, web series yeah. um where they can where they can learn we weren't the only show in town we weren't right. the only you know uh, vessel of information but um we were one and i'd mm-hmm. hoped that it, it could have had a, a much far you know greater reach right and it sucked that it didn't
0: um Thank you so much for being here. I know you have to run, but I have to ask you just a couple yeah. more questions. Yeah, who yeah. do you like for the NBA finals? Oh, goodness. Do you um, have a team or do you just have a or who or you think who's going to win? Or do you have like I know who your actual team is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, but do you have another team where you're like, "Okay, th- those well, are kind of my boys." In this but...
1: season, in this in this season, you mm-hmm. know, because my husband started out on the Cavs and yeah. Braun is one of his best friends. Right. But right. CP is also one of
0: Yep. They're best Weren't friends. were they on that banana boat thing or not the banana I was boat, actually but... on the banana yeah. boat.
1: Carmelo. They keep trying to say yeah. Carmelo was on the banana yeah, boat. That's right. It was me, yes. my husband, Chris Paul, and that's LeBron. Right. That's right. I was right. leading the banana boat, but we You whatever. were. You um, were. But, yeah, they're, they're all best friends, and so yeah. we kind of generally root for whichever friend is still Who's in finals. Who,
0: Whoever's still in it.
1: Whoever's still in it, okay. and it, normally it's just LeBron. Right. Um, so Ooh,
0: no shade, <laughs> yeah. CP3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Dang. But it's kind of true. He finally got out of the second round. He's out
1: of the second round.
0: He's got to be happy about
1: that. But yeah, but we're all friends, you know. There's like when right. they say they always say it's bigger than basketball. Yeah, um, I've known the Currys for a thousand years. They are yeah. as lovely as everyone yeah. thinks they are. They're amazing. actually even more amazing. Right. Um, I love Mama Durant. Yes. You know, uh, I love Mama. You know, <laughs> Draymond's Mama too. So yeah. you know, you kind That's of get funny. used to like people's parents and family. So you just you just want a good, you know, uh, finals. Um, but if I had to, that way
0: your uh, your way of saying Calves out of the East.
1: I would I would definitely say Cavs out of the East and I'm going to root for the Cavs because if they oh. win my husband still gets another ring oh.
0: cuz he was there for the first half of the season. Did he take one of those suits that he got fitted for before he left?
1: Well, first of all, that was D and uh <laughs> that was Dwayne and his stylist Callie Ambernette <laughs> wow. that was their idea. They Look brought at that. they brought that to the table. Nice. Um, you know, before he was uh in, on ceremonies. Are you impressed treated, that I knew about this. Or? <laughs> yes, no, I love it. No, but it was their idea. So right. they brought that to the table and then uh, you know, um The Cavs are, you know, are still are
0: still in it. Cavs. You think they they can win the whole thing?
1: I think right now with injuries and Mm -hmm. people still whoever comes out of the West is going to be bruised and battered.
0: Mm, Um, Or seasoned. Seasoned and ready for anything. It's going to be or
1: or that. Mm -hmm. But in the nature of how the game goes and how how injuries have sort of affected the Mm -hmm. the regular season and going into the playoffs, we'll see who's the healthiest team will win. And right now, yeah. right now, um, I mean, obviously, the, the 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 Celtics are 12 years old. I think the median age is like 12 on that <laughs> team. True. So they're probably the healthiest, even though they've, they've lost you know two what? superstars. Gap, they're probably the healthiest. So I'm anything a, could happen.
0: I'm in a horrible position. As a lifelong Laker fan, mm. I, I, have, like, mm. I have to hate the Celtics. It's just mm, mm. Mm, I have to mm. hate the South. It's well, been some lean years. Well, you guys won your championship when you had a Laker Pat Riley running the organization, well, we and you had an ex Laker and we you had an ex Laker Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Shaq was
1: 87 years old by the time he got. To I believe
0: Heat. that was your first ring, though, right?
1: That was D's first ring.
0: Yeah, no, no, that was Miami 06. Heat's first ring.
1: Yeah, in 06. Thank you. I man. mean, the, the organization's okay. only 25 years old. It's like it's.
0: Oh, sorry. You know,
1: <laughs> Some organizations like the Lakers have been around, wow. you know, since Jesus was a sophomore. So yeah. you've had more opportunities. And
0: we won one when Jesus was a you senior. Know, so you know, there you go. You know. Um, um, so but yeah, so
1: I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm hoping for the Cavs just because, you know, Cavs to get another Cavs Warriors one. or
0: Cavs Rockets?
1: Ooh, I, I mean, just for our vacation sense, Cavs, Rockets, I just to that see CP revolve and in Malibu. Yeah, right? no, no, I just, I love. <laughs> no, I mean, I love. I mean, we're, we be, right. imagine being trapped on a boat with Bron and CP after the finals. I, I, do I'm not, here for all of this right. shenanigans. I want to hear the shit talking. I want to hear everything. Right. But yeah,
0: um, how much does D Wade have left in the tank? Coming back.
1: If it was, from what I can see, the way he's playing, um, absolutely. He could play two, three more years the way he's playing. I like the way that— Because his, mid, his mid-range, is, his his jumper is nice.
0: You know, you know, he can type, still get to the basket. The type of you game know. that he has, they don't need him for the whole game.
1: No, no, yeah. just to finish and, to, you know. You right. Know, he could probably get away with, like, 25 minutes. Right. I wanted him to play more. You know, Ty Lu was yeah. on some limit your minutes thing, and then Spo <laughs> was like, well, I guess, let's just keep it right. going. But, um— but yeah, no, he could absolutely keep playing, but I, yeah. I don't know if he's over it.
0: It's so sad. Whenever I think of Tyloo, um, I just always think of Alan Iverson stepping over Walking over, over him. I. I just can't stop thinking of that. Um, Gabrielle Union, thank you so much no, for stopping in. No, thank you for having in. Me. You know I've been a fan for so long. I just admire you, you know, just what you bring to all of this stuff. And I love activists. Activist. We need your activism out there. But Breaking In <laughs> is the movie, you guys. It looks amazing. Um, I've only seen the trailer, but I want to. I love movies like that because they're usually so plotted so well. But
1: um, yeah, yeah I mean listen it's it's you know we're it's we're not you know
0: It looks like fun. It's
1: it's a lot of fun looks you will like definitely fun. scream at the t- yes. at, at the at the screen. Right. Everyone was talking in every screening across the country. People have been yelling at the screen throughout yes. the entire movie. Anytime my character uses common sense and fights back the people grow. the, the audience goes nuts which I've never experienced nice. before. So uh, that's that's pretty dope. A
0: mini Wakanda.
1: Listen, I am full of vibranium. <laughs> I'm, this Breaking in is Wakanda adjacent. Ooh. We've got a little timeshare. Nice. Uh, you know, so if Wakanda is Studio City, right. we're like North Hollywood. Maybe you can steal you know, some Wakanda and
0: Wi-Fi. You yes. Know oh, yeah. No, we're all, yeah. We
1: got their DirecTV. You know what I mean? We got their I NBA like package over Wakanda nice. adj- adjacent.
0: Gabrielle yeah. Union. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.